The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, September 26th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us last Tuesday in September. You know, all this week will be the last whatever day it is in September. September. That's because it's the last week of September. Uh, So here's a funny story. This morning when I was getting things ready for today's show, Mm -hmm. uh, it offered me the option of opening up my copy from last year because it was on the same date. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, I I, I went through because I was looking for a piece on today's saint. Yeah. The reason why I say that is I opened up my copy from one year ago and the temperature was 80 degrees today. No kidding. That was my weather yes. announcement going, yeah, we're going to be in the low 80s. Wow. Uh, what a difference a year makes. Yeah. Not even <laughs> going to get close to that today. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I, the average temperature right now should be in the low 70s. So we're, we're running we're a little a, bit. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, five, what's five, six degrees yeah, in yeah. the scheme of things? It's kind of humid, though. Okay. Outside. Well, it's all that rain. Yeah, 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 there's a reason for that. That That is correct. So that's interesting, though. 80 degrees. It was 80 degrees huh. one year ago well, on this day. Yeah, I, I would take that. that now you know the rest of nice. the... Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'm. What I'm more intrigued about is that you saved your copy from a year ago. I do. I just put a new date on it, and it goes somewhere into the cloud. Uh, <laughs> so it's like it's all there. Okay, well done. So. Good for you. You can you can look back and see. That's, yeah, the lives of the saints don't change all that much from true. year to year. Today is Cosmos and Damien. Today is Cosmos and Damien, and of course we're familiar with those names because when they go to Eucharistic prayer number one, mm-hmm. they're in the list of yes. names. You may recall uh, Ken Hellenius touched upon them this past Friday. That's right. They were physicians. They were physicians. Yeah. Uh, that's about all we know about them. They were they lived a long, long time it was ago. A long, it was a long time ago. So how was your drive coming in this morning? Kind of damp? It was wet. It yeah. rained the whole way in. Yeah. I don't know if it really stopped too much over the night hours. But yeah, got up this morning. Everything's wet. Yeah. Had my raincoat on. Drove in in the rain. There were a few squalls that blew through really? last night. Really? Overnight? Did you oh, hear them? Oh, man. Yeah, I did. It was like, whoa, it's coming down. In fact, my wife even commented, even before I went to bed, there was one that blew through. She goes, you hearing that? And I said, yes. That's amazing. Wow. So uh, we're making up for lost rainfall for September. I think I heard the average amount of rain for September. It's not a lot. It's like, okay. I think, less than two inches overall in the greater Portland area, and we weren't even close to that going into this week, but we may eventually surpass that surpass by the end it. of this week, wow. looking I, at the forecast. It's just rain. <laughs> There's a lot of rain. Yeah. It looks as we get towards the end of the week, it starts to break up, but mm-hmm. they we're on day three, and we got a pretty solid day of rain, I think, today. Now, this weekend could be one of those classic, beautiful, late Late summer, early fall weekends with sunshine and that 
crispness in the air. Don't tease me, David. I know it. It's if you're heading out to the uh, pumpkin patches, this could be a great weekend to do it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. I, I bought a little pumpkin, by the way. Did you? I haven't it's, gotten any yeah. pumpkins yet. It's a little at tiny my house. one. I was at the store and they had a, you know how they have a bin of them. Yep. And it's like, oh, you know what? I got to get my ceremonial pumpkin to put on the table. So I did. Just a, just a little guy. Nice. That's I, I, I usually get a bigger one later in October, and I'll put it at the front doorstep. Yeah. Yeah. Give it that look. Give it that, Give it that a fall Halloween look. I don't want to put pumpkins up before October. Of course, I made a stopover at Costco over the weekend, and I think they've by, I think Halloween is gone, and Christmas stuff is already up. <laughs> they've already. Uh, so I got to put the skids on. I can't get too yeah. worked up yet. So That's I got to wait till October for pumpkins. And then by November, all of the fall foliage comes out for Thanksgiving. And then in its due time on the first weekend of Advent, I shall adorn my right. tree. That's nice. We'll see if I can get that. That's hilarious, know. though. It's not even a, still a month September. away from and they're already gone. It's Christmas like, yeah, get out, Halloween, you're done. Let's bring on <gasps> oh, Christmas. please. What about Thanksgiving? That's in there. That's in there in, yeah. in November. Yeah. yeah. My family, my mom and dad are coming up for Thanksgiving oh, no this kidding. year. I look oh, forward nice. to that. My mother and I can, uh, we'll just say uh, there will be a feast to yes, be had. The, nice. Between the two of us, we can whip up a good meal. Does she have a specialty? Oh, I'm going to actually, I for sure have her do the uh, stuffing. Mm. Like none other. Yeah. She's got it down and her pie crust. I, that's, I've never been good at pie crust. Yeah. And for some reason, she's got it down I got when you. it comes to pie crust. That's so great. That, that'll be All for right. sure her too. Lovely. Well, we'll look forward to that. So <laughs> right. what do you have coming up this morning? Well, David, we know that tuition costs is a big reason why families cannot get a Catholic education for their family. Now another state in the U.S. approves using state programs to fund families sending their kids to private school. All right. It was a big weekend for Oregon breweries. Some big medals to tell you about. Yeah, pretty exciting. All right. We got a great show ahead for you on this Tuesday morning. We're going to start with Kara Klein, Waymaker. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
is Kara Klein and Waymaker. It is 7-Eleven at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Tuesday morning. Well, how about we all go on a Rome pilgrimage? Mm-hmm. All right, you can hear about that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support from Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Mater Dei Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotions. I'm deeply sad by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.15 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, just like yesterday, more showers today, a high of 65 degrees. Looks like they're going to ramp up later tonight. 100% chance of rain, low of 55. Might even be a thunderstorm. Yeah, I read so, that. It yeah. was a little blustery yesterday yeah. afternoon for sure when I was driving home. And then for Wednesday... 100% chance of rain for you. Hey. How about that? A high of 64. Kind of showers through the week, but as I mentioned, Saturday, mm, looking like it might be pretty nice. Oh, all right. So look forward to that.
Currently, it is 56 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 57 degrees at Holy Cross Church in Portland. It is the Eternal City, and it is the central point of our Catholic faith. If you make one pilgrimage in your life, it should be to Rome. There is so much of our Catholic history there, and, well, coming up next year, you could join me and the Good Deacon on a trip to Rome. Joining me to talk a little bit about what it means to be on pilgrimage and some of the things that we are going to be able to encounter, it is our group leader, Sandra Cosea. She is joining us today to talk about a Shrines of Italy pilgrimage. Sandra, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you, Brenda. It is with joy that I'm here. Thank you for having me. Sandra, we are parishioners together at Holy Redeemer. We have been friends for such a long time, and I have known you to be a person who likes to get a lot of stamps on the inside of your passport. You have been on a many pilgrimages before. Just for our listeners, share a little bit about your story and about what inspires you to find such incredible holy places around the world that you can visit. Well, Brenda, I have been on 19 plus pilgrimages in the past eight years. My very first pilgrimage was to Lourdes. It was the Shrines of France. I was inspired to go on that pilgrimage because we were visiting St. Therese of Lisieux. To my um, surprise, it, it was a very Marian pilgrimage. Our Lord wanted me to discover Mary in a very intimate way. Our Lady, you know, has always been there, but I always went to Jesus. And through pilgrimages, I have discovered that I have to go to Jesus through Mary. And so my very first pilgrimage, like I said, was inspired by St. Therese of Lisieux and, and it started in Lourdes and, and we finished in, um, in Paris at the St. Catherine of Lavore. And so, you know, it just, Mary, Mary was everywhere on that pilgrimage. And so my, my love for her and devotion started and grew from that pilgrimage. I have heard, and even myself maybe have used the term, because I have an opportunity to go on pilgrimages in the past, both overseas and pilgrimages right here in the U.S., some wonderful places I've been able to visit. But I have heard the term pilgrimage, and then I've also heard the term Catholic vacation. And they are two very distinct things. What we have planned, the Shrines of Italy, it's coming up April 14th through the 23rd in 2024. This is a pilgrimage. How does that set itself aside from kind of a Catholic vacation where there's lots of food, lots of drinks, and then you see some really neat churches along the way? This is something much different than that, much more focused spiritually. And what are your thoughts on that? Well, it, it's definitely not a vacation, a Catholic vacation. A pilgrimage is a journey in our faith, finding Christ. Um, we will be blessed to have Deacon Scott and yourself who 
are devout. Uh, we will have uh, Father Israel, who uh, will celebrate Mass every day. Uh, he will be available for spiritual um, guidance, as well as Deacon Scott. Uh, so people from all parts of the journey, and, and that's what the pilgrimage is. It's a journey. We're all at different uh, parts of our Catholic faith journey. And we encounter each other together through visiting sites where um, Jesus or Mary or St. Francis of Assisi or Padre Pio or St. Benedict, you know, might have been. We are encouraging everyone who is listening to join in Father Israel Sanchez. People might remember him as Brother Israel Sanchez from Mount Angel right. Abbey. He's been on the morning show with me before. He is a priest. He will be joining us on that journey along with the good deacon, Scott and myself. Sandra, of course, will be our tour leader. Sandra, so let's just kind of run through this itinerary so people know. Again, we said Rome, the Eternal City, the Vatican there, Pope Francis, so many incredible churches, but there's so much around Italy too. holy sites that we'll be able to visit. So just let our listeners know about during these days in Italy, what they'll be seeing along with us. In Rome, we will visit the St. Peter's Basilica, the Vatican Museum, Basilica of St. Paul outside of the walls. We will be blessed to have a, a papal audience provided the Pope is in town. He does not release his calendar until <laughs> it's closer to the day. Absolutely. Planning on that. Of course, the famous Trevor Fountain, uh, the Basilica of St. Uh, John the Lateran, Holy Stairs, which in, in, in the three times that I've pilgrimed to Italy, I've only had the opportunity, the blessing to, to climb those one time and and it was breathtaking just to, I, I can't even explain it. I mean, I go back to that moment and, and then I just think of the emotions that I had. It was, it was, it was such an emotional um, experience. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity to be there again. And the Basilica of St. Mary Major. Then we leave Rome to Monte Cassino. We will celebrate mass there. San Giovanni Rotondo. Yes. Anybody who has a devotion to St. Uh, Padre Pio, it's just going to be a, a trip of a lifetime for sure. Yes. We will also celebrate Mass there. From San Giovanni Rotondo, we will visit Monte San Angelo. On day seven, we will be visiting Lanciano, Loreto, and Assisi. Loreto is um, where the Holy Family home is. That will be a, a neat experience. And on day eight, uh, we will be visiting Assisi, where, where St. Francis walked, journey with him. On our very last day before we get back to Rome, we'll be visiting uh, St. Rita of Cassia, and then back to Rome. And then back to Rome, and everything will be taken care of. There, The buses have been arranged. The masses are all scheduled. Of course, there's also time for you to be able to spend on your own. We prayerfully and gladly encourage everyone who may feel that pull in their heart to please go and find out more information. We would love to have you join us on this incredible journey. Well, Sandra, I just thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate all of the work that you've put 
foot forward in helping plan this and look forward to uh, making this trip with you in the springtime. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Brenda. You have a lovely day. And it is 723 at Mater Day Radio. You know, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation, take you to the main page there. Quick and easy, couple forms to fill out, good to go, and... It's a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Melissa, a mother of four, was joyfully pregnant. Her faith-filled husband had brought home some Cardinal John Henry Newman prayer cards, and she enthusiastically placed them in spots around the house. She soon began having pregnancy problems, which included bleeding and blood clots. One day, while her husband was away, the bleeding became severe, collapsing on the bathroom floor in a pool of blood. With no one to assist, all Melissa could do was pray. Please, Cardinal Newman, make this bleeding stop. It did. The doctor who examined her reported total healing with no evidence of internal problems or clots. Eventually, her new baby daughter was delivered fully healthy. God's solutions and his divine plan exist. Melissa was part of that divine plan and her strong prayer and strong faith were part of a miracle that resulted from the intercession of St. John Henry Newman. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, Oregon continues to show its strength as a great brewery state. We'll have the details for you in the news. And to wish and cost why many families cannot get a Catholic education for their kids. Well, another state approves using special program funds for families to send their kids to Catholic schools. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. But first, it's John Finch, Walk by Faith. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. There are days that I still long for purpose To see the plans that you have willed for Sometimes I am walking through the valley I'm certain you are always right beside me 
John Finch and Walk by Faith. It is 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, just a reminder, you can now order free COVID-19 tests from the U.S. government on the website covidtest.gov. Program started yesterday, allowing four tests per household. There is also a toll-free telephone number to call for people without an internet connection. COVID-19 rapid tests can be taken at home and can be used regardless of whether someone has symptoms. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends people test if they have any COVID-like symptoms, including a sore throat, runny nose, loss of smell or taste, or a fever. People may also want to test before they are going to be a part of a large event, like a concert or a conference, particularly if people are not up to date on their vaccines. People should also test at least five days after they've come into close contact with someone with COVID-19, even if they don't have symptoms. North Carolina last week became the 10th U.S. state to enact universal school choice by removing barriers to a state program that provides tuition assistance for students attending private schools. North Carolina's General Assembly gave final approval to a new state budget that aims to triple funding for the state's Opportunity Scholarship Program and end income restrictions for getting private school voucher. Every North Carolina family will be able to apply for tuition assistance to attend K-12 private schools beginning in 2024-25 school year. The individual voucher amount will vary by the family's income level, and news and the News and Observer reported. The state's wealthiest families would get 45% of the amount the state spends per student, while the lowest Income families would get the full $6,492. Jennifer Feldhouse, principal of the Infant of Prague Catholic School in Jacksonville, North Carolina, told Catholic News Agency that her school has benefited greatly from the Opportunity Scholarship Program and estimated that approximately 42% of the students were making use of the scholarship at that time. It was a big weekend for Oregon breweries at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver. Competition is considered the nation's most prestigious. 23 medals total were collected by beer makers in the Beaver State. Leading the way was perennial multi-medal winner Breakside Brewery, based in Portland and other locations around the region. It earned four, including three golds, garnering three medals each, were 10-barrel brewing in Bend, 
Deschutes Brewery of Bend and Frame Family Breweries of Hood River. Bend Brewing of Bend won two. Oregon Breweries won five more medals than it did in 2022 when they took home 18. Oregon's biggest haul was in 2013 when its breweries won 25 medals. Breweries from Washington State collected 14 medals this year. Overall, the festival handed out 303 medals to 263 breweries with nearly 9,300 beers entered. (laughs) How'd you like to be the guy testing those? Oh, my word. Bring in 4,566. Give that one a pour and see how that tastes. I would imagine just after about the first, say, dozen or so (laughs) tastes, they all are going to start to have a familiarity to them. Yeah, obviously (laughs) they have a lot of judges to go through 9,300 beers. But, I mean, look at all the uh, breweries in Bend. It's one thing about going to Bend, it's fun because they have the Bend Brewery Trail, sure. which you can go on, and uh, then Breakside, of course. Breakside opened a brewery in Astoria. Did they really? Yeah, a, a tasting room. I don't, I don't know if they brew there, but a, a tasting room there, and uh, so that was nice. So yeah, congratulations Yeah, to we've been them. out to Hood River. Frame, Frame is awesome. Is awesome. A different type of pub fare that you're going to yes. get there. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, I always yeah. enjoy the food, and Scott enjoys the brew. Yeah, we're pretty lucky here. With the weather changing to a fall pattern of cool, rainy, and windy, it's important to be prepared in case of a power outage. According to Portland General Electric, outages can stripe at any time of the year for numerous reasons, but moving into fall and winter, strong winds, rain, and ice have an impact. To reduce the risk of outages, PGE said they proactively upgrade equipment, provide year-round tree trimming and vegetation management, and continue steady lineman recruitment and training to make sure there are always people ready to work the front lines. They also said they have a meteorologist on staff who monitors the weather, with, which helps them prepare for changing weather conditions. Now, when a power outage does occur, it's important to be ready. That's why PG&E recommends preparing an outage kit that includes battery-operated or hand-crake items like flashlights or radio, clocks, cell phones, and chargers, extra batteries. They say also to have extra water on hand, non-perishable foods, frozen cold packs, portable coolers, and board games or other types of entertainment. And... An outdoor barbecue or grill with fuel and an ignition source are also important to have prepared for extended power outages. Guess whose power went out yesterday morning? Uh, I was thinking about that. Uh, But it wasn't because of weather. Well, you know, that remains to be seen because from what we heard was a tree went down on a power line, but it may have been because a car hit oh. something and knocked the the power out but maybe the car slipped on the wet the pavement, wet pavement. And that okay caused, so yeah you know it's I all can see that sure uh in sports another double header in monday night football last night the opener had philadelphia at tampa bay as two undefeated teams went at it and it was the eagles coming away with a 25 to 11 win to run their record to three and zero. In Cincinnati, the Bengals trying to avoid a winless start to the season, and that's what they did by nipping the Los Angeles Rams 19-16. to Both the Rams and the Bengals are 1-2 and on the early season. The next NFL game is Thursday night with the Detroit Lions traveling to the Green Bay Packers in a traditional black-and-blue division rivalry. You know, this doubleheader on Monday night, it's nice to have that, but it, it kind of puts me in a quandary because I was enjoying <laughs> the first game, and it's just like, oh, I want to go check on the other game. 
stream. And so I was kind of going back and forth a little bit because they did overlap by about an hour. And so it's like, oh, it makes it hard. It's no, hard no, to choose. It's hard to choose. Okay. It, just give me one game that I don't have to choose. Okay. That's yeah. it. That's what happens when you get too many choices. That's right. The Camino de San Antonio is a historical pilgrim route in the United States, walked first by early Franciscan missionaries who arrived in what is now U.S. territory, back then still part of the Spanish Empire in the 17th and 18th centuries. These friars founded the first Spanish colonial missions, which would become iconic communities of the American Southwest. San Antonio, Texas alone has five of these Spanish colonial missions still in use today within its city borders. Now this relatively young, historically speaking, that is, Camino has partnered with one of the oldest pilgrimage routes in Christianity, the noted Camino de Santiago, the Way of St. James. Pilgrims who walk the entire pilgrim route in San Antonio will now receive 30-kilometer credit when walking the Camino Iglesias, the famed English route of the Santiago along the Camino. Now, this makes San Antonio part of an official route of the Camino in Spain. Rebecca Simmons, executive director of El Camino de San Antonio Mission, says... When you're on the trail, pilgrims discover more than historic architecture and beautiful artwork. It's about connection with the origins of the faith right here. It's about renewing your connection with God. Now, some of the stops along this San Antonio Camino is the San Fernando Cathedral, which is the oldest continuously functioning cathedral in the United States. There is also the Mission San Juan Capistrano near the San Antonio River, which provided all of the missions with water for their crops through an innovative series of water canals. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, no doubt. Another reason why I need to go to San Antonio. I got to go visit. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this evening at 7 o'clock, it is the Awakening Faith, a group for returning and searching Catholics at Our Lady of the Lake Parish in Lake Oswego. Are you a cradle Catholic who left the church or did your faith formation end after you finished Catholic school? Returning or searching Catholics are invited to learn and grow in the faith through open small group discussions. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Hey, we have a homily highlight with Father Bill. That's up next. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. 
This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. at Mater Dei Radio. Showers today, they'll ramp up even heavier tonight. High of 65 degrees, low of 55, then 100% chance of rain for Wednesday. Currently it is 55 degrees at St. Henry's Catholic Church in Gresham. And 55 degrees at St. Mark's Church in Eugene. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Dei Radio. And today's homily highlight is from Father Bill Moissant, pastor at Resurrection Church in Tualatin. You know, our first reading this morning from the book of Isaiah, Lord is, the Lord is quoted as saying, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. The Lord thinks differently than we do. In our own imagination, we can create an idol in the sky, this God that we just create in our image. God is like us. God is angry. God is selfish. God is violent. God is vengeful. Because that's what we hold in our hearts sometimes. So God must be like that. But Jesus says that, no, that's not true. It's not true. God is not made in your image. You're made in God's image. And God doesn't think like you do. As human beings, we have a particular way of thinking. We think logically. We think, let's see what's fair. What do I expect? What would I accept? That's how we think. But God doesn't think like that. God thinks differently. Remember, several weeks ago, we had the encounter between Jesus and Peter. Jesus was saying that he was going to Jerusalem where he would be killed and would be raised from the dead. Peter said, oh no, you're not. You're not doing that. And Jesus says to Peter, get behind me because we're going. Because you're not thinking as God thinks, but as people think. That's the lesson we learn in the gospel today with the parable that Jesus gives us. He begins that the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. How is the kingdom of heaven like a landowner? Well, we're about to find out. This landowner has a vineyard that it is time to harvest. Grapes can be sort of fragile. You have to sort of wait till they're just right, and then you harvest them. You can't, like, schedule it. You have to wait for the day when the grapes are ready. So now it's time to harvest. So at dawn he goes out to the marketplace, probably about six o'clock in the morning, and there's people out there wanting to work. In those days you didn't apply for a job. You sat patiently until the person who was going to employ you came out and invited you in. To approach that person and ask for a job would have been insulting and demeaning. And so these people are out in the square waiting patiently. The sun's just coming up. And so the landowner goes out and 
says, come into my vineyard, I'm going to hire you. We're going to harvest the grapes today. today. So they do. They all agree to the day's wage. Typical day's wage for a laborer was a denarius. Denarius. They agreed to that. And so then at 9 o'clock, noon, and 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the landowner does the same thing. He goes out in the marketplace. There's still people out there. So he goes out and says, come on in, we're harvesting. I need workers. And so he invites them in and tells them, well, he'll pay them what is just. Then he goes out at 5 o'clock. There's only about an hour left in the workday. But he goes out, and there's still people out in the square. He says, what are you doing out here? You've been sitting here all day. He says, well, no one's hired us. So he says, come, come into my vineyard. Come into my vineyard and work. And so they do. And so as we hear in the parable, at the end of the workday, maybe a little after six, the landowner tells his foreman to pay the workers. But start with the ones that we hired last and end with the first. So he does. So he approaches the people that they hired at five o'clock, been working about an hour, and he gives them each a denarius. The three o'clock people, and the noon people, and the nine o'clock people, they all get a denarius. So then the six in the morning people, the dawn people, they say, oh boy, this is great. We've seen all this happening now. We know we're gonna get a lot of money because this guy's really generous. And so they go up to the foreman to be paid, and they each get a denarius. They say, wait a minute, wait a minute, we worked all day in the vineyard, and you're going to give us what you gave those slouches that came in at 5 p.m. Is that right? And the landowner says, yes, because this is what we agreed upon. You came at 6 a.m., we agreed a denarius, and that's exactly what you're going to get, so go home because you're done for the day. The parable says that the people were grumbling, grumble, grumble, you can just hear them grumble, they're angry. They're angry about something, something's not meeting their expectations. This isn't how it's supposed to do, this is not fair. That's their conclusion. The landowner says, I'm free to do with my money as I wish. Are you envious of my position? Envious. In the Greek, it's ophthalmos. Ophthalmos. It means an eye, but just not any eye. It's an evil eye. We just aren't envious. Like, if we're envious of somebody because they have a nice car, he said, well, I like, I like to have a car like that. Ophthalmos is that you give them the evil eye and you take their car. You're going to take it away from them. They aren't going to have a car anymore. That's how you see them. And that's what they were doing to the landowner. We'll take your vineyard away from you because we don't like what you're doing. Ophthalmos, the evil eye. But the landowner sends them on his way. And Jesus finishes the parable by saying, thus, in conclusion of this parable, the last will be first. Five o'clock people. And the first, the 6 a.m. people, will be last. That's how it goes. You may not like it. You may not think it's fair. 
That's how God thinks, because God is generous. God is loving. And so we're called to think like God thinks, not as we think. Human beings, we tend to be self-centered and selfish. We're all absorbed in ourselves. And we tend to think that we run the world by our opinions. This is what I think, this is what I want, this is what I think is right, and you're bad. You're nobody, you're nothing, I don't agree with you. I don't like what you look like, I don't like what you say, I don't like your language, I don't like your religion, I don't like how you act in your life, and so enough of you, go away. But that's not how God thinks. God thinks in a generous manner. God thinks of all of us as his children, no matter who we are, where we come from, what we're doing, what we've done, what we believe, but we're all God's children. And God gives us compassion and love no matter who we are. We don't earn it, so that's not a bank account. We don't earn it by doing certain things, but it's freely given, freely given. The irony of this parable is that there are no dawn people in reality. There are no nine o'clock people, there's no noon people, there's no three o'clock people, because in reality, in this life, we are all five o'clock people. We're all late to this progress and this process. We're all five o'clock. And yet, like what the landowner is reflecting, is God's compassion for us, to giving us what he wants to give us, not that we've earned it, but it's freely given. Every fall we spend time talking about stewardship. We'll do that this fall. Stewardship in which we are accepting what God gives us freely. We don't earn it. What we have in this life is given to us because God loves us. And that's the only reason. We can think, oh, we work hard, we're this, we're smart, we're whatever. But none of it's true. Because in that way, we're putting ourselves above other people. That's what the dawn workers were doing. They were demeaning the five o'clock people. And they weren't going to accept them. But we're all in this together. And we're called as followers of Jesus not to make too much of ourselves. Don't think too highly of yourself because you're no better than anybody else. And that's what we're called to think like in this parable. Is the five o'clock people, that's who we are. We are the five o'clock people. And so God gives us the gifts that we have in this life. They're freely given. We don't earn them. We don't deserve them. God gives them to us because he loves us. And so in the model of stewardship, we're called to accept the gifts. Lord gives us time, talent, treasure. Whatever it is in this life, we accept them gladly from God, we cherish them, consider them important, take care of them, nurture the gifts that he gives us, and then share them with others as the, as the Spirit guides us. We share out of those gifts, not based on whether they deserve it or not, but based upon that God loves all of us and we all get the gifts. No matter who we are, where we've been, God loves us all. We're all children of God. 
And so we're called then to use those gifts of time, talent, and treasure in a way that God does. God gives them to us, freely given. Could all disappear in a second. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't earn it. God just gives them to us because he loves us and we're called to treat each other just the same. Just the same. We're called to say a prayer in the morning when we wake up and in the morning when we go to, in the evening when we go to bed. Before we shut our eyes, we should say a prayer. And we all have prayers. We've known probably all of our lives. We learned some of them as children. Maybe we say those prayers, and that's well and good. But there's one prayer that is the best of all. The best prayer we can each say at the beginning of the day and at the end. There are two words. Two words that we say to God. Thank you. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Bill Moisant. He is the pastor at Resurrection Church in Tualatin. Such a beautiful homily. If you missed part of that, please go to our webpage after the show. That homily highlight will be made into a podcast. You can listen to it in your entirety. You can also have access to the podcast that you just heard, the, the homily, and all of our great locally produced shows by downloading the free Hail Mary Media app. You will be able to plug your phone in maybe on your ride home today listen to that homily again or any of our great locally produced shows again you can find information on our podcast on the hail mary media app or on our webpage materdayradio.com support for materday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. 
One of the stars from the 60s TV show, The Man from UNCLE, has passed. We'll have the details in the news. And thousands of Armenian Christians forced to leave their homes are under attack, leaving without any food or water. I'll have an update on that story for you right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. I have a dear friend who is a practicing family doctor, and at the drop of a hat, he would care for me at no cost. He would happily give me a basic diagnosis or answer any of my concerns that I have to save me a trick to the quick care. And I'm not the only person he does this for. In his family's friend's personal witness, this reminds me of the twin saints we're talking about today. Cosmas and Damien were physicians who lived in the early third century. They accepted no payment for their services, not because they were bad physicians, but because they didn't want their patients to choose between their health and food on their table. The brothers' charity brought many to Christ, showing their patients the true heart of Jesus. Practicing medicine wasn't a profitable gift for Cosmas and Damien, but rather an opportunity of encountering Christ. One miracle credited toward the brothers was when they miraculously replaced the ulcerated leg of one of their patients. When all hope was lost for the suffering man, the brothers were able to successfully attach the leg from a deceased man and save his life. In a time when modern medicine was still heavily uncharted territory, the brothers made possible the impossible. The brothers were later arrested during the persecutions of Emperor Diocletian. A man driven mad by his love of the pantheonism for the Olympians, he grew hostile toward those professing the Christian faith, especially those who were prominently inspiring others to the faith. That included Cosmas and Damien. While in prison, the brothers underwent torture that neither of them suffered from. Cosmas and Damien were hung on a cross, stoned, and even pierced with arrows. Through it all, they still proclaimed the name of Christ joyfully. They were finally martyred by beheading in 303 AD. The Brothers' holiness quickly spread to the east and west of Syria. The faithful began sharing the healing relics of Cosmas and Damien. The man who received the successful leg transplant even constructed a church in the Brothers' honor. He wasn't the only one to construct churches in their honor, and the Brothers were quickly celebrated as saints of the church for many years pre-congregation. It's no surprise these brothers became the patron saints of surgeons and physicians, and the saints many people ask for for their intercession when battling an illness. Their charity not only brought physical healing to countless individuals, but most importantly, spiritual healing. Of course, the physical healing was a bonus. I pray that many of us have the heart of my family friend, willing to go above and beyond to care for those in need and not demand any repayment. It's these witnesses that inspire a chain reaction of selfless giving of our time and talents. My challenge for you today is to start your own chain of charity by offering a helping hand for someone and actively avoiding attaching a condition. It can be something big or small. The true payment comes from a grateful heart and forwarding the initial gift of generosity. Saints Cosmas and Damien, patron saints of physicians and doctors, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Matre Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at matredayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. 
And in your news this hour, thousands of Armenian Christians have fled their ancestral homeland in the region of Nagorno-Karabakh over the weekend, and more are expected, the government of Armenia confirmed on Monday. Siobhan Nash Marshall founded the Christians in Need Foundation in 2011 to help Armenian Christians in the region, and in 2020, she started a school for children and adults in Nagorno-Karabakh. Now, Nash Marshall has received word from her school that, in quote, all is over and that people from all regions, all villages are homeless without shelter, food and water. According to the government of Armenia, 6,600 forcibly displaced persons entered Armenia from the region since last week. Armenian Prime Minister Nikol Perishian said Sunday that he expects most of the 120,000 ethnic Armenians in the area to flee the region due to the danger of ethnic cleansing. Former Soviet territories, Armenia and Azerbaijan have been fighting over Nagorno for decades, though Nagorno-Karabakh, also known as Archka, is internally, internationally recognized as part of Azerbaijan, and the region is almost entirely made up of ethnic Armenian Christians. Well, despite numerous diet options and the latest in nutritional information, obesity is becoming more common in a growing number of states, according to new data from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In 2022, 22 states had at least 35% of adults with obesity. That's up from 19 states in 2021. Ten years ago, the CDC said no state had an adult obesity prevalence at or above 35%. The new data shows prevalence was highest in Louisiana, Oklahoma, and West Virginia, where more than 40% of adults had obesity. Overall, prevalence was highest in the Midwest and the South, and lower in the Northeast and West. The CDC says the new numbers send a clear message that additional support for obesity prevention and treatment is an urgent priority. Before leaving on pilgrimage to Port, uh, Poland earlier this month, Father Michael Nemzak wanted to solicit prayer intentions to bring with him. The U.S. priest with Polish roots was heading overseas to attend the beatification of the Olma family, the first time an entire family has been advanced towards sainthood together. So Nemzak created a simple Google form where anyone, anywhere, could submit a prayer intention to bring with him to Poland. He ended up getting more than he bargained for. Thanks to publicity provided, the priest found himself with over 1,100 intentions to pray sent by Catholics from around the world. Named Zach a priest of the Archdiocese of Santa Fe, New Mexico, and coordinator of um, Propadudic, Formation at Mount Angel Seminary here in Oregon is a relative of the Olma family. Many of the prayer intentions, he said, pertain to the Catholics asking that loved ones return to practice of the faith. Wow, how many? 1,137 to be exact. That's a lot of prayer intentions. Probably took them a little time to get through Mm -hmm. all of them. What a great theme song. 
Actor David McCallum, who became a teen heartthrob in the hit series, The Man from UNCLE, that's the theme right there, in the 1960s, was the eccentric medical examiner in the popular NCIS 40 years later, well, he died. He was 90 years old. McCallum died Monday of natural causes, surrounded by family at New York Presbyterian Hospital, CBS said in a statement. McCallum was cast in a number of Hollywood movies, including The Great Escape. He also played Judas in The Greatest Story Ever Told, but it was the man from Uncle that made the blonde actor with the Beatlesque haircut a household name in the mid-1960s. So the show, which debuted in 1964, starred Robert Vaughn as Napoleon Solo, an agent in a secretive high-tech squad of crime fighters. That would be Uncle. Despite the Cold War, the agency had an international staff with McCallum as Ilya Kuryakin. Wow, that's a name. Yeah, he was the Russian sidekick for Napoleon Solo, but uh, remember him so well. I love the show, the theme music right there. So uh, anyway, just a, a great actor. So prayers for McCallum, his family, and uh, we'll certainly remember him fondly. Well, get ready. It is sure to be a fantastic halftime show. Usher is about to be the superstar of the Super Bowl show this year. In a statement, Usher said it is an honor of a lifetime to finally check a Super Bowl performance off my bucket list. I can't wait to bring the world a show unlike anything else they've seen before. Usher, who is 44 years old, is an eight-time Grammy Award winner with nine number one songs on the Billboard Hot 100 in his career. Among them, You Got It Bad? Yeah. And My Boo. He sings that one with Alicia Keys. Oh, heard nice. of any of those songs? Uh, <laughs> you know, I title, I don't know if I heard him. I probably would, he would recognize, recognize him. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Now, Jay-Z and his entertainment management company partnered with the NFL in 2019. The rapper has since served in an advisory role through select music for league events like the Super Bowl. Jay-Z added, those 13 minutes mean everything. Being able to perform on stage because so many amazing performers throughout the years have graced it and did an mm-hmm. amazing job. I hope uh, Alicia Keys joins him. That would be of kind songs. of a nice yeah, uh, nice Keys. addition. Yeah, so yeah. I enjoy Usher, but I always laugh because it seems like in a lot of his songs he uh, says his own name. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he <laughs> likes to call himself out in the, in the songs. Well, this will be an especially uh, big Super Bowl for you with the Los Angeles Chargers playing in it this year. <laughs> It's going to be in Los Angeles, not Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Right? There you go. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) From your lips to God's ear. All right. And in sports, University of Portland women's soccer team continue to rack up weekly individual honors. This time it is Camille Ash named the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Week. Ash was stellar in Portland's 2-0 win over Cal Poly this past weekend. Ash played the full 90 minutes of Portland's shutout and assisted on the opening goal that proved to be the game winner. Center back has anchored a dominant Portland defense that's ranked as one of the tops in the nation. Pilots have allowed just two goals through nine games. Portland's dominant win over the Mustangs put them at 6-1-2 and for the year, which is the most wins they have posted through nine games since the 2013 season. They open conference play this Saturday against the Pacific Tigers in Stockton. Well, in case you missed it, David, Friday, 
was Hobbit Day. It was, was it now? It was. Okay. It references the birthday of Hobbits, Bilbo and Frodo Baggins, <laughs> your favorite yes. uh, literary characters. Uh, what are they in? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of J- the Rings. They're two of J.R.R. Right. Tolkien's characters of the popular books and movies, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Right. Now, most of us who love The Lord of the Rings books have felt the appeal of a hobbit's life. These merry little folk live generally uncomplicated and joyful lives full of good cheer, song, good food, and a little bit of jolly. Now, one of the most evident ways to live like a hobbit is also pretty countercultural. It is to ditch your car in favor of walking or biking to your destination instead. The hobbits and most of the good creatures in Lord of the Rings consistently opt for a simpler and slow-paced life. Now, the series, a none too subtle rejection of industrialization, reflects author Tolkien's own personal views. After owning a car for a time when his four children were little, an experience that provided the inspiration for his little-known book, Mr. Bliss. Tolkien sold the car and switched to a bicycle as a matter of principle. Cars destroyed peace and beauty, he felt, and made life less pleasant all around. He referred to a car's motor as the infernal combustion engine, as in his letter to his son in 1944, and said, I don't think it's a coincidence that he named the villain in The Hobbit Smog, yeah, like the smog of factories and machines. And he referred to destroying Oxford in order to accommodate motor cars as an example of the spirit of Isengard, if not Motor. So if you ever wanted to live like a hobbit, maybe you find an opportunity to ditch the car for an outing this week. Any chance that destination is close enough to walk or bike instead. I love that. I like that. Awesome. I'm inspired. Ed Longmar, good friend. He bikes as often as he can. That's right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Wednesday is a rosary for the faithful departed. It is happening at Gethsemane Chapel in uh, Happy Valley and also at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery here in Portland. Join Deacon David Hams to pray a rosary and litany of the faithful departed for your loved ones. So at Gethsemane Chapel, that begins at 1230 and then at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery, at 2.30. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. And speaking of Ed Longwa, he joins us next to tell us about an event that he'll be fronting, and we'll tell you about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. Yeah, you 
would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Matrade Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matrade Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at matradayradio.com. That's matradayradio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. It is 814 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, day three of this rain system and scattered showers are already moving through the region. Expect off and on showers today. Another possibility of thunderstorms, maybe hail this afternoon. Mm. Depends on how things okay. shape up. Daytime highs pushing to 65 degrees. Also wind picking up in the afternoon. Overnight, more showers expected. Temperatures drop to 55. And Wednesday, more rain, 64 right. degrees. Looks like things start to break up on Thursday. My hanging basket has taken a bit of a beating here the last couple of days with has the heavy it? rain. Yeah. Oh, okay. Looks, yeah, not not because it's lacking water, but just the water. The water uh, running through it. Yeah, I got to exactly. bring mine in. Mine yeah. are looking a little waterlogged too. Uh, 57 degrees at Sacred Heart St. Louis Parish in Jervis. And 61 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church in Longview. Well, with nine decades of service to the community, Catholic Charities of Oregon continues to provide help and create hope for those in need. Ed Longwa knows all about those efforts. As the former managing editor of the Catholic Sentinel newspaper, Ed inked many a story about Catholic Charities. And now as the communications director of Catholic Charities, he gets to tell even more stories about the organization's good works. Ed joins us this morning to tell us about a presentation he's giving on September 27th. Hey, good morning, Ed. Good morning, David. Always great to talk with you and uh, another beautiful summer day. How's the bike riding going? Well, I'm about to climb on here any minute and ride down to the office. And I've got to say, I'm glad to follow an announcement about the Benedictine Brewery at seven ten in the morning, a uh, a nice log. I'm not a big beer drinker, but but when I do, I like to do it at the Benedictine Brewery. Ah, yes, very nice. In fact, of course, uh, big times in Mount Angel this weekend, Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Don't, never miss it. German chocolate cakes, another uh, 
highlight of my year. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, as I mentioned, Ed, you were the longtime managing editor of the Catholic Sentinel newspaper and now the communications director for Catholic Charities of Oregon. And you're uh, you're spreading your wings because a writer, but now a presenter. I like this. You have an <laughs> event. Uh, I'd like to think that your uh, times on Mater Day Radio have helped you go out there and and speak to the public. So, uh, but tell us about the event you have coming up. Well, you're right. Modern day has helped, you know, the grotto is celebrating a hundred years and congratulations to them. And and meanwhile, we're marking 90 years at Catholic charities of Oregon. And on September 27th, we're going to have a talk about really the, the foundations of that history, what led to Catholic charities and then tell a little bit of Catholic charity story as well. You know, David, we can trace the, roots of organized Catholic activity in the social ministry in Oregon back to 1844, really. I mean, no doubt Father Blanchet probably did some things, but 1844 was the year that he uh, summoned six sisters of Notre Dame de Namur from Belgium, and they sailed around Cape Horn through hurricanes yeah. <laughs> and were very seasick, but arrived here, uh, went down to the St. Paul and started a little school, but also an orphanage. You know, on the frontier, sometimes parents died early. Mm. So both from the, the native tribes and the settlers, they were orphans. And these women came to care for them. You know, a little, you can't call it more than a hut. Right. Down there in St. Paul along the Willamette. And that kind of started it all, David. Isn't that something, when you think about that story, and uh, St. Paul, of course, a beautiful church in St. Paul, still today, the oldest church, I guess you could say, in the state, and to have that really be the beginnings of Catholic charities, when you think about that and the work that they do and where we are today, 90-plus years later, when was the first, if if you know the answer to this, when actually did Catholic Charities of Oregon get organized as an organization? That happened in 1933, David. Leading up to that, it was a series of women religious orders uh, doing great things, like the Sisters of St. Mary of Oregon and St. Mary's Boy Homes. Of course, the Providence Sisters, uh, the, the Holy Name Sisters, starting Holy Names, uh, starting St. Mary's Academy, which also welcomed homeless uh, children. But in 1933, there was a notion that all these various ministries needed to be unified in some way and coordinated in some way. And uh, this was amid the Great Depression uh, when there was more need out there. So uh, Archbishop Edward Howard summoned a priest named Father uh, Lucian Lowerman, who had a social work degree. Uh, He studied all these various ministries and came up with a plan. And so there was a Catholic Charities office begun down at uh, Southwest 3rd and Stark. They had four employees who raised money, coordinated all these ministries, but also were case managers for children. Mm. The ministry was very much focused towards children there in, in 1933, but slowly also included jobs because that was a big thing during the Depression, helping people find employment. Right. About seven or 800 uh, jobs per year, Catholic Charities linked people up with in those early years. So again, you're going to be talking about this and going back in the history and learning about Catholic Charities at this event on September 27th. I guess give us some of the logistics about this, where it's at, if people want to sign up, how they do it. This is going to be at Catholic Charities headquarters, 2740 Southeast Powell, up on the fourth floor. But you can also uh, attend via Zoom. 
David. Mm. Uh, if you go to our website, uh, catholiccharitiesoregon.org, and scroll all the way down to the bottom where it says events, there'll be a button you can click to register, and uh, that way you'll get the Zoom link if you want that, or you get the particulars about when and where to come. And David, there's going to be coffee and cookies there. Oh, well, there so you even go. Even if the lecture is lousy, <laughs> you can get coffee and cookies, and every, it's all free, David. Nobody has to pay. That's wonderful. It won't be lousy because you're you're going to be doing the presentations, and I know you're uh, wonderful talking about the history of uh, Catholics in Oregon and Catholic charities as well. One thing about Catholic charities, too, Ed, that I, I particularly now in some of the recent developments of things that are going on, and that is the partnerships, the ecumenical aspects of Catholic Charities of Oregon. It, it's really important this day and age, as they say, it takes a village. And I think Catholic Charities is really, you know, part of that. Thank you, David. You know, we just broke ground on Tuesday on a new uh, housing community over at St. Francis Parish. And there were, like you said, not only other religious groups, but civic groups. The mayor was there. The Someone from the county commission was there. And, and we as Catholic Charities really are a an agency of the church that faces, that, that meets the secular public and works with them and tries to really help them understand. So there was Father George Kufariji of St. Francis Parish uh, praying in front of all these folks. It was really a moment that doesn't happen very often, David. We're we're proud to be that yeah. that, that kind of connection. Yeah, you think about the history of St. Francis, too, for, because years, as you know, the St. Francis Dining Hall that was there for years. Mm. Yes, what a great history. And, you know, even going back to the Depression with Monsignor Tobin was the pastor of uh, St. Francis, a, a big a big guy in social action and social ministry, so they helped people in the Depression. Probably even the, the Great Depression of 1893 St. Francis probably helped people, too. We don't have records of that, but I bet they did. Yeah. You know, and you, we, we talk about Catholic Charities of Oregon, but you think about all the offshoots of that. Now there's Catholic Community Services of Lane County. There's Catholic Community Services of the Mid-Willamette Valley. And so, I mean, it's really grown over the years. Yes, it has. And the, the, well, the agencies try to work together. You know, Eugene, Salem, uh, Medford. Uh, there's all we all face similar things now with homelessness and the need for housing, especially that that's what emerged in the 1990s, David, that housing became the social need in Oregon, where uh, it became hip and popular to live in Oregon. So housing prices skyrocketed. Right. And uh, in, in all those cities you mentioned, housing has become a key thing and we're trying to work together on it. So don't miss it, folks. September 27th coming right up here in just a couple of weeks. Uh, that's a Wednesday evening. You can find out more CatholicCharitiesOregon.org, CatholicCharitiesOregon.org, the presentation information right there. You get a chance to see Ed Longwa, Communications Director of Catholic Charities of Oregon. Ed, great to talk with you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for having me, David. All right. Take care and God bless. And it is 823 here at Day Radio. Well, obviously, that was an interview we spoke with Ed a yeah. few weeks ago. We wanted to play that again because that event is tomorrow, tomorrow night. That's right. Yeah, I don't want to miss this. What a, an incredible history. I cannot think of a better storyteller either than Ed Longmont. Absolutely. You'll definitely enjoy it because the history of Catholic Charities of Oregon is amazing. Yeah, for sure. So you can find the details again on that event on the community calendar. What is amazing, too, that community calendar is packed. 
with things right now that are happening, multiple things that are happening every single day through the next few weeks, in fact. So please check it out. And if your ministry has a special event coming up, let us know and we'll get it on the calendar. You can find that information, materdayradio.com. You can also access the calendar on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. It's time to register for CYO Fall Sports. Youth in grades three through eight can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team play together with building their skill sets in volleyball, cross country, and swimming. Additionally, youth in first and second grade can sign up for Hot Shots Basketball. And we are hiring volleyball and basketball officials. Visit our website at cyocamphoward.org to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Your donation will enable all youth to participate regardless of socioeconomic status while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. Some are morning people. <sighs> Others are not. <laughs> Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 827 and Mater Day Radio. Well, you can now get yourself some free COVID-19 tests. We'll have the details for you in the news. And tuition costs a big reason why families cannot get a Catholic education. Now another state approves using program funds for families to send their children to Catholic schools. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. This is Jordan St. Cyr, Weary Traveler. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Weary Traveler down from the storms that you have weathered feels like this road just might go on forever carry on you keep on giving but every day this world just keeps on taking your tired heart is on the edge of breaking carry on weary traveler restless soul you were never meant to walk this road alone how did it all be worth it 
Saint Seer and Weary Traveler. It is 7.30. Excuse me. It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news, just a reminder, you can now order free COVID-19 tests from the U.S. government on the website covidtest.gov. Program started yesterday, allowing four tests per household. There's also a toll-free telephone number to call for people without an internet connection. COVID-19 rapid tests can be taken at home and can be used regardless of whether someone has symptoms. U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends people test if they have any COVID-19-like symptoms, including a sore throat, runny nose, loss of smell or taste, or a fever. People may also want to test before they are going to be a part of a large event, like a concert or a conference, particularly if people are not up to date on their vaccines. People should also test at least five days after they've come into close contact with someone with COVID-19, even if they don't have symptoms. David, just to let listeners know how easy that is during the break when that song was playing, I went online, typed in my address information and submitted it. It's it's quick and easy. My wife did it yesterday, in fact. Did she? Yep, said said the same thing. Doesn't even take a minute. Nope. North Carolina last week became the 10th U.S. state to enact universal school choice by removing barriers to a state program that provides tuition assistance for students attending private schools. North Carolina's General Assembly gave uh, final approval to a new state budget that aims to triple funding for the state's 
Opportunity Scholarship Program and end income restrictions for getting a private school voucher. Every North Carolina family will be able to apply for tuition assistance to attend a K-12 private school beginning 2024-25 school year. The individual voucher amount will vary by the family's income level and the News and Observer reported. The state's wealthiest family would get 45% of the amount the state spends per school student, while the lowest income families would get the full $6,492. Jennifer Fellhouse, principal of Infant of Prague Catholic School in Jacksonville, North Carolina, told Catholic News Agency late last year that her school has benefited greatly from the scholarship program and estimated that approximately 42% of the school students were making use of the program at that time. It was a big weekend for Oregon breweries at the Great American Beer Festival in Denver. Competition considered the nation's most prestigious. 23 medals in total were collected by beer makers in the Beaver State. Leading the way was perennial multi-medal winner Breakside Brewery based in Portland, other locations around the region. I mentioned to you they just opened up a place in Astoria. Oh. So mm -hmm. uh, great to go. It earned four, including three golds, garnering three medals each were 10-barrel brewing of Bend, the Schutz Brewery of Bend and Freem Family Brewers of Hood River. Bend Brewing of Bend won two medals. Oregon Breweries won five more medals than they did in 2022 when they took home 18. Oregon's biggest haul was in 2013 when its breweries won 25 medals. Breweries from Washington State collected 14 medals this year. Overall, the festival handed out 303 medals to 263 breweries with nearly 9,300 beers entered by more than 2,000 breweries. Wow. That's amazing. That's a lot of beer. Yeah. You you hope you have a lot of judges to do a lot of (laughs) tasting there. So, David, if you were to decide this weekend, I want to go to one of my favorite pubs here locally, would Breakside be on that list? Uh, Absolutely. Really? You've been there before? Oh, yes. A few times? (laughs) Many times. (laughs) Well, with the weather changing to a fall pattern of cool, rainy, and windy, it's important to be prepared in case of a power outage. According to Portland General Electric, outages can strike at any time of year for numerous reasons, but moving into fall and winter, strong winds, rain, and ice can have an impact. To reduce the risk of outages, PGE said they proactively upgraded equipment, provide year-round tree trimming and vegetation management, and continue steady lineman recruitment and training to make sure there are always enough people ready to work the front lines. They also said they have a meteorologist on staff who monitors weather, which keeps them prepared for changing weather conditions in advance. When a power outage does occur, it is important to be ready. That's why PGE recommends preparing an outage kit that includes battery operator or hand-cranked items like flashlights, a radio clock, cell phones and chargers, and extra batteries. Extra water, they say a gallon per person per day, non-perishable food, frozen cold packs, portable cooler and board games, other entertainments to pass the time, and... 
Keep that outdoor barbecue or grill ready with fuel and ignition source are also important to have prepared for extended power outages. PGE also said it's important to have a plan ready, which can include relocating with a friend or family member or buying a backup generator. Very true. Uh, it's amazing over the course of time how more, how much more sophisticated PGE and other power companies have become in number one, being able to report a power outage. And mm-hmm. then I mentioned to you we got it. We had one yesterday. Received a text right away from PGE saying, "Oh, there's a power outage in your area. It looks like this will be the amount of time it'll take uh-huh. before power is restored." And so, yeah, it gives you a lot more information than back in the okay, quote, yeah, olden days. That's right. We're moving into this uh, fall season and into winter, yeah. so. Now's a good time to get ready. And thank you for all of the workers out there who do the this job. The linemen are yeah. always out there in the worst possible exactly. conditions. Yeah, no. Credit to them. In sports, another doubleheader in NFL Monday Night Football last night. The opener had the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as two undefeated teams went at it. And it was the Eagles coming away with a 25-11 win to run their record to 3-0. and In Cincinnati, the Bengals were trying to avoid a winless start to the season, and that is what they did by nipping the Los Angeles Rams 119. No, they did not score 119. I'm thinking of the Miami Dolphins, who put up 70 over the weekend. The Bengals won 19 to 16. 19 to 16. 19 to 16. Both the Rams and the Bengals are 1 and 2 on the early season. Next NFL game is Thursday night with the Detroit Lions traveling to the Green Bay Packers in a traditional black and blue division rivalry. All right. The Camino de San Antonio is an historical pilgrim route in the United States walked by the early Franciscan missionaries who arrived in what is now U.S. territory in the 17th and 18th centuries. These friars founded the first Spanish colonial missions, which would become iconic communities for the American Southwest. San Antonio, Texas alone has five of these colonial missions still in use today within its city borders. Now this relatively young Camino has partnered with one of the oldest pilgrimage routes in Christianity, the noted Camino de Santiago, the Way of St. James. Pilgrims who walk the entire pilgrimage route in San Antonio will now receive 30 kilometers credit when walking the Camino Iglesias, the famed English route to Santiago, along the Camino de Santiago, making this Camino of San, uh, San Antonio part of the official route of the Spanish Camino. Wow. Rebecca Simons, executive director of El Camino de San Antonio Mission, says when you're on the trail, Pilgrims discover more than historic architecture and beautiful artwork. It's about connection with the origins of the faith here. It's about renewing your connection with God. So I am presuming that the 30 kilometer credit is how much it takes to walk that San Antonio uh, pilgrimage site. It's about 18 miles. Mm, Okay. So it could take you a couple of days, maybe three days. So that way you have enough time to spend at each one of the, of the sites. And then, you know, take in a nice, you know, maybe hotel and an afternoon, uh, 
uh, Riverwalk uh, sure. dinner. <laughs> yes. That's the way I would do it. I see that, yes. <laughs> oh, what's going on? It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Coming up September 30th at 9.30 a.m., it is taking back the Family Men's Retreat at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Vancouver. The parish invites you all men to a one-day retreat focused on the role of men in the family. There will be talks by Nathan Bartell of CanaFest and Michael Gormley of Lay Evangelist plus a panel discussion and Q&A. It's a $60 registration that includes lunch. There's also a special partnership opportunity with the Women's Retreat coming up October 21st. That'll bring you a discounted registration of $100 for tickets to both retreats. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. It is Tuesday. That means it is Tech Tuesday. Sarah Kenzie going to join us. Tell us what's coming up in your inbox later today. It's right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. When Father James Keller founded the Christophers in 1945, he chose as our prayer the beautiful words attributed to Francis of Assisi. I'd like to share them with you now. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
And it is 844 at Mater Day Radio. Well, going to be another showery day today. Even a chance maybe of a thunderstorm later today. So I have to watch for that. Uh, rain kind of ramps up later in the day as we move through it. High 65 degrees, 100%, 100% chance of rain overnight tonight. Low of 55 and again, 100% chance of rain for Wednesday, a high of 64. Now it looks like showers right on through the week, but then we get to Saturday and it could turn into one of those beautiful early really? fall days. Yeah, like sunshine 64, can you imagine oh. that? Out there, walking in the sun. Walking, looking at the leaves, changing yes. color. Going Love out it. to the pumpkin patch, finding <laughs> yourself that October pumpkin, almost October. So Saturday is the 30th of September. Okay. So that would be your last day of September right there. All right. Well, if you are heading to the pumpkin patch, be sure to bring some boots because after this week of uh, rain, yeah. might be a little bit muddy. Currently, though, it is 58 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 57 degrees at St. Peter's Church in Newburgh. So fall began last weekend, and this is the last full week of September. When we come back next Monday, it'll be October. Yeah. So this is... Uh, Oh, no, I thought it was going to be one of those bonus Tuesdays, but it is not. It is our fourth Tuesday to have a Tech Tuesday with Sarah Kenzie. But what a great one that is coming out. Sarah is constantly working on the Hail Mary Media app, Mm -hmm. and we are introducing more great content. So joining us today to let us know what people are going to see in their inboxes today and what they're going to find new on the Hail Mary Media app, it's Sarah Kenzie. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. This project began over the summer and it we when we all heard about it we just went yes we've got to get this done and with the help of an incredibly talented and creative intern that we had here at Mater Day Radio we're about to launch new content on the Hail Mary Media app tell our listeners about it Yeah, so uh, this past week, uh, we launched uh, several new features in Vietnamese, and um, this was spearheaded by our intern, Vivian, who um, just came in for a summer internship and had so many wonderful ideas, and we said, yes, let's make it happen, and she was really the driving force behind all of these projects. You know, we just kind of helped you know, with the finished product, but she did, she did so much of the creative aspect and just putting it all together and organizing it so well. Um, And so there's a few different things uh, that you'll find. Uh, We have a whole section of prayers in Vietnamese. Um, So there's a really great collection already about 30 prayers um, to just uh, different intentions, the basic prayers. Uh, There's a whole section of different prayers for different days of the week. Um, and those um, are all in Vietnamese. And then we also have a uh, basically a weekly homily feature, but sometimes there's more than one. Um, they're from a couple local priests, again, in Vietnamese, although we will, will probably be also adding um, some other um, priests from around the country and deacons perhaps might be sending us some content. So um, that's its own podcast, actually, but that um, is very exciting. Um, and then also uh, Vivian has launched her own podcast, and this one is in English, uh, so anyone can go listen, and I encourage you to because I think everyone will um, appreciate and enjoy it, but it is specifically directed toward Vietnamese youth and young adult Catholics and just kind of the different issues that they're facing. Vivian is one of the 
one of those young people is really, you know, uh, tackling the issues that herself and, and her peers are dealing with and bringing in other guests to talk uh, about them uh, from the Vietnamese community. And so, uh, so far, our first episode is out uh, with Father Randy Huang, uh, who we know very well. And uh, it was just a joy to have him on the podcast. Um, and I, I, we've also recorded the next couple um, of episodes that will be coming out in October and November on the first Friday. And uh, I got to sit in on those as well. And uh, they're also incredible. So uh, that's a lot right there. But we'll we'll explain all that in the email. Um, and what you want to do is go to the app. Uh, there's a whole section under the more tab that has all the Vietnamese content. But then you can also find it under the prayers. And then uh, Vivian's podcast, which is called Through Thick and Thin, is under our podcast tab in the um, app as well. And it's also on our website. Really look forward to listening to that podcast because we want to know everyone's experience. And that's exactly what Vivian is sharing is her experience. And that's the way that we can understand and relate and, and pray for those youth. I would imagine that while some of the circumstances are different, those struggles for our youth to remain faithful all have maybe a very similar sound to them. It's exciting. You'll be able to find that content on the Hail Mary Media app. Also in the today's email, you bring forward a great interview from the Morning Blend. This one, fantastic opportunity. David, you spoke with Natalie Wood, and that's one of the interviews that you highlight today. Tell us more. Yes, so uh, David had this great interview with Natalie Wood, who is the executive director of Catholic Charities. And you talked about the new uh, low-income housing development that just broke ground um, over by St. Francis Parish. Mm -hmm. And that's the new Francis and Claire place. And so it's very exciting to hear um, Natalie's update and just uh, their vision for, for this. It's been in the works for a very long time, and um, it's just going to provide a lot of great services and and support um, in that area of town. So we're just very excited for them. And I think it's just great for all of us to know what's going on um, and new projects that are happening so we can also support uh, great initiatives like this. Yeah, you know, we all know how homelessness is such a huge issue in our community and many communities across the country. And to see Catholic Charities stepping up and like they've done for decades, Mm -hmm. to make an effort to really help the community where it's needed most. And that's what they're doing. And they are doing it not only with themselves, but with great partnerships. And that's the other thing that's wonderful. We we talk about this in the interview, how you've heard the the phrase, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. And that's really what this is all about. It does take a village. And Catholic Charities is part of that village. And you really get that sense when you hear the interview. That's awesome. Sarah Kenzie is the digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, joining us today to tell you what's coming to your inbox this afternoon. Well, with just a minute left, one of the podcasts that you like to show is highlight is one of our locally produced shows. I have a lot of fun. Every other Friday when my friend Terry Ross comes into the station for one, he always dresses for the occasion. (laughs) And then secondly, we get to record his show, The Glory of the Mass. 
I never thought that I would have an appreciation for Renaissance music, but he really has inspired in me an appreciation and love. And I didn't know I would know so much about these different composers. Tell our listeners about the glory of the mass. Yes, yeah, so we'll have the episode for this coming Sunday, uh, the 26th Sunday of Ordinary Time. And Terry also gives some background on the Feast of St. Francis, which is also coming up. Um, and like you said, there's uh, you learn a lot about the different styles of music. I know this one has a really nice mix of um, motets and Gregorian chant, and then some of his favorite composers are in there. And I'm also like you, Brenda, I'm starting, I don't know them super well, but I'm starting to to recognize some of the names as as he's uh, highlighted them a few different times now. Um, so, yes, uh, just another beautiful episode. So I encourage you to go listen. What's surprising to me now <laughs> is that Brenda is a regular <laughs> participant of Renaissance fairs I around have, the oh, region. Yes. I have my my costume. I can chant with all of the, the best there. She asked me if I would now call her Lady Brenda, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, and, and that was long before I started doing those <laughs> yeah. Renaissance fairs. Sarah, thanks so much. We look forward to today's email. Thank you. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our leadership circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our leadership circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we start out the day with a 50% chance of rain. That climbs to 100% overnight <laughs> tonight and 100% inch to Wednesday. 55 degrees, 65 degrees your high, 55 degrees your low. And right now, it's currently 59 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Sarah Hart, Joy in These Bones. And you were listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
and joy in these bones. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, it's going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend on this Tuesday. David and Brenda with you. Thank you so much for joining us. We were just talking fall foods. Yes. Squash. Lots of yummy squashes yes. are available right now. You a squash fan? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I like do too. it. Uh, pumpkin, butternut, uh, yeah. zucchini. Is that te- a squash uh, or it vegetable? It is a squash. I think I, it's a squash. I'll eat those too. I was just telling you about the de la cotta squash. That's my new favorite. Are those available now? They are available now. Now I'm going to have to pick one up and try one. Give it a try. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. We've got a new episode of The Voice of the Shepherd coming on this evening at 7.30. You also have access to that podcast a little bit earlier in the afternoon on the Hail Mary media app. Have a very blessed day.